0: What's up, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to the Verse Church podcast. This is a message from our Sunday morning service recorded live in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. Enjoy. How's it going, Verse Church? Man, I'm stoked to be here. I feel like I haven't seen you in like a month. But, uh... God is good. So anyway, um, let's see. Let me look at my notes. I already forgot where I was at here. All right. So the title of my message, the title of my message is this: a people pleaser versus a people pleasing people person. Supposed to be kind of funny, but a people pleaser versus a people pleasing people person. All right. So some of you are like, what are you? What are you saying, bro? Johnny, what are you saying? Look at some of these quotes I found on the world wide web. I don't live my life to please anyone. I don't care what anyone thinks. If you don't like me, don't talk to me. Problem solved. Here's another one. In life, people like you for a reason. Become your friend for a reason. So live life to suit yourself. Don't live it to please anyone else. Let's keep on going. I got like 300 of these things. Trying to please everyone is a recipe for stress, misery, and frustration. Be yourself. It'll be good to know who's down with that. This next one's from John Cena, WWE superstar. I think he's in politics too or something. I don't know. No matter how hard you try, you can never please everyone. Follow your heart. Make the most of every day and be proud of who you are. Here's another one. Stop caring what people think. Stop taking caution in your actions. Listen to what you want. Do what you want. This is your life. Live it. I love this next one. My mom said something. You can lie down for people to walk on you and they will still complain that you're not flat enough. Live your life. That's from Mature Gambina, whoever that is. Let's keep on going. I got like a, a couple more. Note to self. Nobody is worth stressing over. Move on, it's okay to leave people behind. Go find yourself, the world is yours, life goes on. And another, start ignoring people who threaten your joy. Literally, ignore them, say nothing. Don't invite any parts of them into your space. This is from Dr. Seuss. Be who you are and say what you feel because those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. Don't please anyone for anything because it's your life. Don't let your attitude go down by pleasing. I don't know if that's even correct English, but there you go. You can't please everyone. The best thing you do is believe in yourself and do what you think is right for you. And finally, you can't please everyone so you might as well please yourself. That way if you tick everyone else off, at least you're happy. Romans 15, we who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good, to build him up, for Christ did not please himself. But as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction And again, Isaiah says, the root of Jesse will come, even he who arises to rule the Gentiles. In him will the Gentiles hope. Verse 13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. That's a little different than the cute quotes of the world, huh? The world says, please yourself. Forget about pleasing anyone else. Follow your heart. Do what you want. Go find yourself. Leave them behind. This is your life. That's what the world says. But the word says, for Christ did not please himself. God himself stooped to save. God himself a servant. God himself our example. Now, remember my funny title that no one laughed at? A people-pleaser versus a people-pleasing people person. There is a difference between a people-pleaser and, p- and pleasing people for the glory of God. Now, let me say this very plainly. Do not be a people-pleaser. God has not called us to be people-pleasers. Look at this, First Thessalonians. But just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak not to please man, but to please God who test our hearts. Galatians 1. For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God, or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. Colossians 3. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Ephesians 6. Not by the way of eye service as people pleasers, but as servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. We are not called to be people pleasers, but we are called to please others. So what's the difference? The difference is the purpose and the pleasing. The purpose and the pleasing. If you live your life to please others, out of the fear of man or the approval of man, you will not only waste your pleasing, but you will waste your life. Let me say it again. If you live your life to please others out of the fear of man, or the approval of man, you will not only waste your pleasing, but you will waste your life. But if you give your life to please other, to pleasing others out of the fear and the wonder and the reverence and happy submission to God and out of the approval and the joy and strength and love from God that he lavishes over us, Then even the smallest act of service to another, remember what what our Lord said, a cup of cold water given in my name? Even the smallest act of service, remember the seven loaves and the, the few tiny fish? How many did that feed? Even the smallest act of service to another will never be wasted, and our lives will be stamped, well done, good and faithful servant. There is purpose in the pleasing. Romans 15, verse 1. We who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Now, remember, this is in the context of differences of opinion and differences of conviction. Look back at chapter 14, verse 1. As for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him. To make him stand. Verse 5 One person esteems one day better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. The one who observes the day observes it in honor of the Lord. The one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord, since he gives thanks to God. While the one who abstains, abstains in honor of the Lord and gives thanks to God. For none of us lives to himself and none of us dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's, we are the Lord's, we are his. Paul is saying, hey, even though you have differences of opinion and conviction over food and over days, verse two, let each of us please his neighbor, why? For his good. Why? To build him up. Verse 3. Why should we do this? Our example for Christ and not please himself. Let's read it again. Verse 1. We who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up for Christ did not please himself. Are you living to please yourself? In what areas, in what instances, are we choosing to please ourselves rather than pleasing and serving and building up our neighbor or our brother? This text is saying if you choose to please yourself, you are not building up your brother and you are not obeying Christ. And I'm preaching to myself too. Verse four, for whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Look at verse five, may the God of endurance and encouragement, I love this. We have a God, put put verse five back up there. We have a God, or we have hope through endurance, and through the encouragement of the scriptures, both of which come from who? God. And this is such a strong statement. It could have said, God who gives endurance and encouragement, but it says, may the God of endurance and encouragement. God loves these things. God is these things. He owns these things, and he gives them. It's such a strong statement. May the God of encouragement or endurance and encouragement, and he gives them to us, why? That we might have hope. Have you ever lost hope? Have you ever felt like hope was slipping through your hands? This is a true story. During the Second World War, the US Army was forced to retreat from the Philippines. You've probably heard this. Some of their soldiers were left behind and became prisoners of the Japanese. The men called themselves ghosts, souls unseen by their nation, and on the infamous Bataan Death March were forced to walk over 70 miles, knowing that those who were slow or weak would be bayoneted by their captors or die from dysentery and lack of water. Those who made it through the march spent the next three years in a hellish prisoner of war camp. By early 1945, 513 men were still alive in the Cabanatuan prison camp, but they were giving up hope. The U.S. Army was on its way back, but the POWs had heard the frightening news that prisoners were being executed as the Japanese retreated from the advancing U.S. Army. Their wavering hope was, however, met by one of the most magnificent rescues of wartime history. In an astonishing feat, 120 U.S. soldiers and 200 Filipino guerrillas outflanked 8,000 Japanese soldiers to rescue the POWs. Alvy Robbins was one of the rescuers. He described how he found a prisoner muttering in a darkened corner of his barracks, tears coursing down his face. I thought we'd been forgotten, the prisoner said. No. You're not forgotten, Robin said softly. You're heroes. We've come for you. You may not be a POW in a prison camp, but you may have experienced that dark corner in your life where you feel alone, where you feel hopeless. But Jesus is telling you right now, you're not forgotten. I haven't forgotten you. I've come for you. for the glory of God. One of my favorite theologians who's still alive, John Piper said this, nothing human is an end in itself. According to the apostle Paul, nothing human is an end in itself. Only God is an end in himself. Everything human is for God's sake, for the glory of God. Verse seven, therefore welcome one another for the glory of God, friendship, acceptance, community, relationships, togetherness, warmth, all these wonderful experiences are not an end in themselves. Rather, they point past themselves to God. If God gave us these wonderful experiences to enjoy, then what must God be like? I wanna point out three ways we glorify God by welcoming one another. Number one is simply obeying the command to welcome. We glorify God by welcoming each other, by welcoming one another, by obeying the command to welcome. And I want to give First Church a commendation on this, because when I first rolled up in here, I felt very welcomed. I've visited lots of churches, and, you know, you have that first time, and there might be, like, one person kind of, like, awkwardly smiling at you, like, welcome welcome <laughs> you're like ah, i'm gonna get some coffee but here it was awesome man i was like surrounded by people and i'm like man this is awesome i was like has church started They're like nah i'm like all right i love it this is my type of church so anyway obeying the command to welcome number two we glorify god by welcoming one another by enjoying the gift of community and i think verse church does this really well too Some of my favorite times, actually, at the beach has been hanging out, like, beach days or beach nights, shooting fireworks at each other. (laughs) and just had a good time. So I think that this is, I think Verse Church has something really special um, in the way you glorify God by welcoming one another. And number three, praising God with one voice. Through our differences of opinion or conviction, let's set our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, And I really enjoy praising God with you guys here at Verse Church, too. It's awesome. So let's move on. Getting a little mushy, huh? Speaking of praising God with one voice, remember the differences of opinion and conviction Paul addressed earlier? Food and days? Well, he's about to add another difference to the list. The difference of ethnicity. Look at verse 8. For I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised, that's the Jews. Why? To show God's truthfulness in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs and in order, here's the other group, that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. And then Paul makes his case using the Old Testament. As it is written, therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles and sing your name, and sing to your name. Verse, verse 10, and again it is said, Rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and let all the peoples extol him. Verse 12, and again Isaiah says, The root of Jesse will come. Who's that? It's Christ, the son of David. He called himself. That's a prophecy. Who is Jesse? David's dad. So through there. The root of Jesse will come. The Messiah will come. Even he who arises to rule the Gentiles, in him will the Gentiles hope. Now check this out. Verses 9 through 12 are quotations from three sections of the Hebrew scriptures. We have the law. Verse 10 comes from Deuteronomy. You have the prophets. Verse 12 is from Isaiah. And the writings in the Psalms. 9 and 11 are both from the Psalms. And I'm quoting directly from my Notes, my commentary notes here, okay. This represents the unanimous testimony of the entire Old Testament to God's intention to include the Gentiles with his people Israel in his worship and under his reign. Paul's making another case like he always does, and he's using the whole Old Testament. And and also check this out. The first text is from a man testifying among the Gentiles that he's rejoicing in God. The next two texts are commands to the Gentiles to rejoice with the people of Israel. And the last text, is the, Paul's climax, is the confirmation, the guarantee that Gentiles will themselves hope in the Messiah. There it is again. Hope. Differences of opinion and conviction over food and days and ethnicities and welcoming one another, glorifying God for his gift of hope. Why did Jesus come to us? Verse 8. For I tell you that Christ became a servant. God Almighty, boundless power, infinite glory, unapproachable light became a human being. God became a Jewish man. To show God's truthfulness in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs. God made promises and God kept his promises in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. First Peter says it like this. Once you were not a people I'm not gonna sing again. That's the sing slide. <laughs> I'll just read it to you. First Peter two ten. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. In order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. Hope for mercy. Verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. May the God of hope, not the God of oh well, it is what it is, not the God of indifference, not the God of you made your bed and now lay in it, not the God of you're stuck and nothing's ever gonna change for you, not the God of this is as good as it gets for you, not the God of it's over, the God of hope, the God of new mercies, the God of resurrection power, the God of steadfast love, the God who makes all things new, the God who works all things together for our good, the God who wrote, we are a new creation in Christ, the God who wrote, we are dearly loved as children, the God who said, I will never leave you or forsake you, the God who said, in this world, you will have trouble. Take heart. I've overcome the world, the God of hope, the God who loves to give us hope. It reminds me of this, Luke 2. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not. eternal God, infinite wisdom, boundless power, and a helpless baby lying in a smelly, filthy trough that horses and cattle eat out of, surrounded by the stench of animal feces. And this is how God chose to rescue us, by becoming a servant in the middle of our mess, in our darkest night. God has proven to us that no matter how far or how dark or how messed up our life, our lives have become, there is hope for rescue. Call out to Jesus. Just this week, I've been involved in two conversations where the person said, I just don't want to feel pain anymore. I just want it all to end. Brother sister if you're struggling if you're losing hope you're not alone run to jesus and reach out to your pastor who really cares for your soul it's not over for you you're just in the middle of your story and god is a god of hope he wants to heal you and give you a life you never dreamed jesus said i've come to give you life abundantly. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. How do you abound in hope when all seems lost? How do you abound in hope when you just want the pain to stop? How do you abound in hope when God seems distant? How do you abound in hope when the darkness closes in? How do you abound in hope when you just feel hopeless? You ask for it. You ask for it with everything you've got. You believe and you ask God to give you hope. Look at verse 13. By the power of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't come from within you. So rejoice, rejoice. You're not on your own. Hope comes from the power outside of you, namely the Holy Spirit. Let me read it for you again. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Well, it's somewhere in there, it's not in my notes. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, here it is, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. I love that. Many times as Christians, we kind of walk around with, like, I got to get this done. I got to do this myself. I got to be strong enough. I got to be holy enough. And God's like, yeah, you can't do that. But the Holy Spirit can. So here's the Holy Spirit. So if you're struggling, if you're like, man, I just can't, can't do it on my own, You're exactly right. You can't. And that's why we ask for the help that the Spirit gives us. So, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. So believe in the God of hope. Believe in Jesus who came to us in the middle of our mess to rescue us. And cry out to God to be filled with joy and peace as you believe and as you trust in And as you lean on him. And isn't that what we kind of want most when we're caught in despair or we're depressed? Is joy and peace? And I've been there. I've experienced some very dark nights in my soul. And I've literally had seasons of my life. Mom, close your ears. Literally had seasons of my life where I just prayed, God, just take me home. Like, I don't want to wake up tomorrow like night after night after night. Just take me home, I'm done. But years later, I'm still here. And I felt that joy and I felt that peace like I never imagined. And it didn't come from me, it came from God himself who heals us, who gives us hope. Your story isn't over yet. And maybe it's about time for a brand new chapter, huh? Let's read our verse again, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. First church, you are loved. You're loved by God. Don't live to please yourself. Ask the Lord to put someone on your heart today or this week. Ask God to put someone on your heart and seek to build them up. Maybe it's a, a text of encouragement, maybe it's a cup of coffee, maybe it's a meal, maybe it's some bro time or some sister time, or maybe it's a check for 20 bucks. Just something, just a small touch. Pray for the Lord to put someone on your heart and reach out to them this week, build them up. Think about this, what could God do through you this week? Let's build each other up for the glory of God, amen? All right, let's pray. Thanks for listening to the Verse Church podcast. We are stoked that you joined us. We would like to invite you to join us live Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For more information or to give to this ministry, visit www.verse.church.